Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Welcome to another episode of Around the Hearn. I'm your host, Mike Hearn, and the namesake for this podcast. A big week in high school football this week. State championships as a couple of teams from the local area, and Marion Local and Anna will do battle with their opponents on Friday and a Saturday. You'll hear from uh, Anna head coach Nick Marino. was nice enough to uh, spend a couple of minutes talking to me a couple of days ago about his team's matchup. And if you haven't seen the New York Times article, you should, about Marion Local entitled, Football is Dying in Ohio, but a coach made this county, a coach in this county made it thrive about Tim Goodwin and the Marion Local Flyers. You'll hear from the man behind that coming up here in just a bit in Joe Drape and one of my favorite people in the entire universe. It's a long interview, but uh, worth it, and I even spent time talking to him afterwards. I just genuinely like the dude. And Marty Bannister is the uh, third member of uh, the uh, interviews for this week. And I promise you all three of those are worth it because they're just great, genuine people and care about what they do. Marty's actually got a call of the state championships starting tonight. It's Thursday night, December the 5th, and a lot going on. High school basketball getting started. Handful of teams pushing back their starts on the boys' side and pushing up some of the start times on Saturday with the Big Ten championship game and the Buckeyes playing Wisconsin. But uh, it's just uh, that crossover a couple of weeks is one of the one of my favorite times of the entire year outside of March itself when uh, basketball comes around and you just go one to two to three and you just keep on going. But uh, you start with the Anna Rockets, taking on a 14-0 Springfield team, making their first ever trip to uh, Canton, uh, the first public school in Mahoning County to ever reach the uh, state final since Canfield fell in the D2 game back in uh, 05, looking to become the first public school in Mahoning County to win a title since Poland did it in 99 in D3 and 15-0, but standing in their way, a very good Anna Rockets team. It comes off just a fantastic couple of weeks. Riley Hills camp. he has 1,000 yards in just the tournament. Just take a minute to soak that in. His quarterback, Bart Bixler, you'll hear about as well. Uh, two terrific young kids getting it done for the Rockets who have outscored their opponents 179-54 to and are giving up less than 13 points a game. Beat up on Mechanicsburg last week in Wapakoneta. Marion Local is going to play Lucas. And uh, everyone says Marion's got a pretty good shot at becoming an 11-time state champ. I believe that as well. Uh, that one I know is running on K94 on the OHSA radio network. You've got a lot of great people. Part of that, Marty will talk about being on the sideline for that game coming up here in a bit. But uh, I'm excited. Danny Cisco and I are making the long drive up to Canton at 4 o'clock in the morning tomorrow to bring the Anna game to life. And I know he might downplay it, but a 10 a.m. game in state finals at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium just in the shadows of so many great legends that have been inducted in Canton. An Anna resident uh, lives right down the street from a school. He might be St. Mary's golden blue as far as you can throw him, but I'm telling you, uh, that game means a lot, and for the community as well. That you'll hear Nick Marino talk about 
Uh, some cool things outside of a football. I just saw on uh, the Lima News article about the dream team that came out this week. You've got a lot of area kids that are on it, uh, including Spencerville's Jackson Goki and Mason Myers. St. Mary's, you get Logan Howell, or Logan Allen, Ty Howell, Riley Swigert, Trey Fisher, uh, the uh, trio from Ottawa Glendorf, Logan Schmitz, Brennan Blevins, Clay Recker, LCC. Uh, kind of shocked to not see more from them on there, just as good as they had been this year. Pandora Boa, well represented, as they should be with Lipsick. Allen East and Crestview and Columbus Grove, Alex Schneider, and uh, just the whole group just did terrific things. The All Ohio list came out this week as well. And while I can't tell you the whole list because it would take an hour, I can tell you we are well represented in Northwest and West Central Ohio with a lot of kids on that list. You've got Blaine Houston, the quarterback from Kenton, made second team. Both of his wideouts on the list as well. Jaden Cornell making second team. Riley Hills Camp in D6, the first team and offensive player of the year. And uh, just a lot of Mac kids, as they should be. Isaac Leininger was a second team pick. The uh, NWC and the BBC were represented behind Blake Reynolds and the Columbus Grove Bulldogs. Blake Dippled from uh, Coldwater, the uh, kicker, makes special mention. D7, you've got, as you would probably expect, three young men who uh, have played tremendous defense. Marion Locals, Matt Everman, Max Hoing at Fort Loramie, and TJ Ramey, all the co-players of the year on the defensive side in Division 7. Charlie Hilsman had 250 yards receiving on seven catches and three touchdowns last week in just a decimation of Patrick Henry. He got second team. Now, it's believed, I saw on Twitter, that he broke the school record for receiving yards in a game. Kind of figured that he probably did, but it just goes to show you how special football in this area is. And to have two teams representing the MAC and representing NWO, a lot of good things coming up this weekend in Canton. They don't have a permanent solution yet for uh, where the games will be. I hope it's Canton. I just, I love that facility, I love what they bring. And having the games there at the Hall of Fame Stadium just brings a whole nother thing to uh, to that weekend, and it's so special for uh, all the young men who get to play in that game. And just uh, the the travel as a whole, eh, don't like that part. But what are you going to do? I can't make a teleporter. Uh, one big story I saw. I love this story. I wanted to get to it. The, uh, the Lima News wrote this article about Devil St. John's grad Frank Garza. He's a world-renowned boxing referee. He's going to be honored in the uh, uh, Delphi St. John's Hall of Fame. And shout-out to him because that's just uh, it's so cool to be able to look at things a little bit outside of the box, so to speak, and see where people have come from and where they're going. And that was kind of the point of the whole podcast, was to try to shine a light on things that might get overlooked. And that's uh, – he said – He's the, he feels like the richest people, richest person in the world when he's asked about everything that he's been blessed to do with 35-plus years as part of the World Boxing Council. Uh, he taught a computer-based program on how to officiate boxing matches, and, and I love those stories, and I just I love the outside-the-box things, and that's why you hear quite a bit from Joe Drape coming up in uh, a bit because – 
there is no more fantastic story than the one he wrote in the New York Times as part of a a series of uh, looks around the country. He's a guy who spent a lot of time in a lot of places. Originally from Kansas City, you'll hear him talk about that. I didn't get to ask him about barbecue, but, you know, maybe next time. Also, Evan Prater from Cincinnati, Wyoming, wins Mr. Football. Same areas fans know all too well about that kid, headed to the University of Cincinnati. He's going to do some special things. Just one quick break in a moment from our sponsor, and at Lee Kinsel, you can find them online at LeeKinsel.com or on West Irvin Road in Van Wert. Biggie, Eric McCracken himself, is going to be on the podcast in the next couple of weeks to discuss uh, his love for high school athletics and what kind of helps him help out people like me trying to bring you some extra things. When we come back, you'll hear from Nick Marino, the head coach of the Anna Rockets, here on Around the Hearn. Eric, what's up with all the new Buicks on the lot? Danny the Dealmaker, those Buicks are the hottest vehicles in the country. Enclaves, Envisions, Encores, people love them because they're stylish, comfortable, well-built, and do everything. And here at Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC, we make sure they're priced right so people can easily afford them. The Enclaves are incredible. Literally like driving down the street in your living room. All the comforts of home right at your fingertips. Danny, the Envision and Encore are smaller versions of that Enclave. Less money, but not less comfort. Our Lee Kinsel Buicks are an amazing good buy. And they lease well, too. You bet. Come see us and drive one today at Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC at 650 West Urban Road in Van Wert. See what we have online at LeeKinsel.com or call us at 866 Lee Kinsel. And as a sales manager in the pre-owned department, I'll make sure you get the absolute most money for your trade. And as owner, I'll make sure your overall deal is the absolute best possible. Lee Kinsel is your Buick store. Stop by and drive one. You'll love it. Like Chevy says, find new roads. Talking Anna football now in the uh, D6 state finals coming up on a Friday morning. Coach Nick Marino, first of all, congratulations to you guys for what you've done this year. Thank you. Appreciate it. You beat Mechanicsburg 36-6 a week ago. Uh, Riley has an outstanding game, 244 and four touchdowns. We were just talking a little bit about before we went on. Uh, explain for people who maybe don't get uh, enough hype on him, explain Riley to those people. I mean, he's a he's a heck of a back. He's a and he's an even better kid. I mean, he's one of our best leaders on the team. But if you watch him play, he, he makes a lot of the guys miss. He he's really dangerous in any type of space. I think uh, you watch throughout the regular season or through the season, he's averaged almost ten yards a carry for the whole year, uh, fourteen games. And you look in the playoffs; those numbers didn't go down any. Matter of fact, his yards per game went up in all our playoff games overall. So uh, just a special kid, a special leader. Um, and we're really hoping somebody will pick him up this offseason and get him a scholarship because they're going to get a heck of a bargain for him. I think the thing I love most about him was you guys did a lot of TV interviews this week, and on uh, the Lima News, he said the, the exact perfect thing. I can't do this if our offensive line isn't great, and those guys have played out of their mind in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, that's the type of kid he is. And, um we wouldn't be here without him either. So that's, uh, the guys know that he's, he's a special ball player. You get a, a terrific one-two with him and Bart. Last week, Bart takes uh, kind of a shot in the third quarter. Was pulling him out because you guys were, I think, 28 points ahead at that point. Was that just a precautionary uh, thing? Yeah, it's a little more precautionary. He's doing fine. Uh, uh, he's a tough kid. He was, it, we handed the ball off with him. When he came back in, he wanted to run it. So. Um, he's, he's good to go. He'll be fine for tomorrow or for Friday. 
It goes to show that you've got tough kids uh, on your team. Yeah, yeah. I think last year uh, on Bart, in the uh, court recovery game, it was right a couple weeks before we ended up making the playoffs. Um, him and Riley both got hurt right before we played cold water. Riley sprained his ankle real bad. Didn't practice all week. Couldn't really, you know, really run very well. Um, and and Bart banged his hand on a helmet. And uh, both of them, uh, both of them decided they did not want to go to the doctor for those because uh, they thought there could be a fracture on both of those kids. And they went out and played and and played well. And uh, we were able to beat Coldwater that next day uh, or that next week. And then they they played all the way through the playoffs. Never never missed anything. So you, tough kids. you have uh, a, a big challenge in front of you this week, a Springfield team that loves to run the ball, kind of similar to you guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they run the same pace that you do, but 400 yards last week in the state semifinals. How much is having a guy like Malachi up front playing as well as he is, how much does that help you strategically against a team like that? Um, it's really important that he's – got to get to their quarterback. Their quarterback is uh, – probably the best runner we've seen at quarterback all year. Um, he's he's uh, dynamic with the football. He's got great speed. And he's a thicker kid. So it's not like you can you, – you, you got to hit him solid to bring him down. So uh, Malachi is a kid that – he's a um, really physical kid. He's fast, too. So we're hoping he, him and uh, Will can track him down at the middle. Strategically, I mean, it'll be similar to what we've done throughout the season. But um, he's a matchup issue for most teams, and we're hoping that's for them, too. You guys have built the program up uh, since you've been there. It's crazy to think. It's weird. As as good as you've been, I think a lot of people seem to forget you're not an overnight sensation with what you've been able to do. But how much does this mean to the community, uh, this game on Friday? Well, it means a lot. uh, um, It's it's pretty cool because the the football program is only 20 years old. uh, Coach Riach is on staff with us. He, He started the program. Um, and he, he did a great job with the program before I got here, and he's uh, he's our defensive coordinator. So it's cool that uh, he's here for this too. And uh, the community community's been overwhelmingly supportive. Well, had tons of people at all our games, and uh, I think they're about sold out for tomorrow night. So or for Friday night or Friday morning, it used to say night. Uh, Friday morning, I think they got those thousand tickets already sold, and they're ready to get a lot more people buying them online. Well, and that's what I wanted to ask you about too. Was uh, do you guys? have any kind of differences in terms of obviously your routine is earlier, but playing on a Friday morning instead of playing on a Friday night. Yeah. We're, well, we're, we're staying on night in a hotel. So that's different. We heard, uh, we heard the Springfield was as well. So, um, we're going to do that and try to take care, minimize all the distractions for the guys. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, hoopla about the game. So we got to make sure we're focusing on the, the process. We're going to get up instead of having a, a team meal the night before, so you know, we'll be up and eat the team breakfast together. So uh, we'll be taking care of all the. It'll be very similar to how we approach every other game. Uh, try to get there about the same time as for a normal game. Who had a bigger smile when you got back in Anna last weekend? Was it you or the kids when you saw the police and the fire uh, trucks and all the whole town out there? <laughs> I don't know. They, they, uh, that's cool. But the kids probably enjoy that more more than me, I guess. When you see the fire trucks and everybody else, so. It was cool to see all the all the people lying in the streets when we got back. And, uh, I want to make them proud, hopefully, on Friday morning, too. Your brain was already back to work as soon as you got back in the bus on the way home, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, we were, we were ready to get start seeing what, what tapes were out there, what we could do to, to, to prepare for that next game. So, yeah, 
Well, I thank you so much for doing this. I wish you guys the absolute best of luck on Friday. All right, thank you. Hey, it's Kirk Herbstreet from ESPN. Football's played a big part in my life, but football's also a lot more than just big plays, wins, losses, and championships. Football teaches young people about dedication, sacrifice, teamwork, and overcoming adversity. Not every team can be a state champion, but every team and every player can give a state championship effort. So let's respect the game and get out and support your local school. You'll be amazed of all the good things you see happening at Ohio schools. Can't say enough about how much I love talking to Nick Marino about his team. Just radiates positivity, and you get those kind of coaches to give back. It becomes an infectious thing, and I mean that in the best possible way. They've already been through battles. Their loss to Marion Local this year has made them a a tougher team, and I can't wait to call that game tomorrow morning. Uh, It's on K94 about 945 with the pregame, and just – Wish them the best of luck. I believe they're going to have a terrific memory to look back on. Talked about Barry Local earlier on and about uh, the New York Times article that came out in the last couple of days. And I love this interview because I love Joe Drape. Just was absolutely in love with being in Northwest and West Central Ohio. And you hear him talk about it and about how he felt uh, the the community sort of embraced him. And, and I love how you'll hear him talk about being recognized, and after him, you'll hear from Marty Bannister, who has a, a unique view on a sports from being on the sidelines for years, and he'll that's where he'll be for the Marion local game, and about uh, a little bit about Division One and Division Two the next couple of days that uh, are tonight and tomorrow night. Hear from those two guys here on Around the Hearn. If you haven't read Twitter lately, there's a, a terrific article written by a New York Times bestselling author in the uh, sports part of the New York Times in uh, Joe Drape. How are you? Michael, I'm great. Uh, as I told you earlier, a lot of, you hear from a lot of people from Ohio, and I'm enjoying that. It's probably a lot of different Mercer County numbers and stuff that pop up, and you're like, wait a minute. Oh, that's right. I just read a whole profile about that. Yeah, no, it, it's... These kind of stories, these are the fun kind of stories. They resonate with people. Uh, This is a school and a conference that everybody back there knows, and I learned that in my reporting because when I was looking for the story, what the right story was, and I guess I should back up. We're in the middle of a series on football in America, and it's called On Defense, and the jump-off story was demographics. you know, less people are playing football than ever before, and especially white people are playing it less than ever before. And then take that into Ohio, which is synonymous with football and high school football, they were down 27%. So we knew we wanted to go to do a story in Ohio, and when I was asking around, calling you know, ranking services, coaches, anybody can tell me anything, Everybody kept mentioning the MAC conference, this Midwest Athletic Conference, and that how it really wasn't what I was looking for as far as decline, that it's just this proud conference where everybody plays and is competitive and is champions. Marion Local kept coming up. So, you know, I decided, hey, this is, this is the way we're going to approach Ohio. It's a place where football's thriving and why. So that's where I'm headed down there. 
right when the playoffs began and spent a week around Burrito's side and around Mercer County. And, you know, it was, a, it was a fun visit. It was not an opening visit, but it was a visit that really didn't surprise me. How did uh, how did the people take to around the area to having a transplanted New Yorker following around for a week? Oh, they were they couldn't have been more gracious. It was a lot of fun, and in fact, uh, the Quarter Cafe is now one of my favorite stops in America right there because great food, great drink, great people. I was there before the game. Somebody had recognized me. In fact, it was uh, Coach Goodwin's sister and. Uh, Miss Bruns, who teaches there, they said, you're the guy from New York, right? I said, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. And, uh, you know, we got ready for the game. So everybody was very nice. And I suspected that, Michael. I wrote a book about a small-town football team in Smith Center, Kansas. And, uh, you know, I'm originally from Kansas City, so I'm sort of a transplanted New Yorker myself. So I know that in the rest of the world, there's a lot of nice people doing a lot of different things. And that's why I always kind of enjoy getting out of New York and looking at it. It's uh, Jason Aldean talks about flyover states. You get to go there and you kind of see it, it probably was a big slowdown, I would imagine, for you from the hustle and bustle of both Kansas City and New York. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, a lot of driving around, a lot of church steeples, a lot of, you know, one one building taverns with the drive through in there. Uh, it's nice. And it, again, I'm from a flyover state. I've been at the Times 22 years now. And I take every opportunity I can to write about flyover states. I think that's one of my strengths at the Times is, you know, I know what goes on out in the world. I'm curious about it. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to walk into any community because I've been there when people walked into my community and have welcomed them. And that's sort of, a, I should say that, that that's sort of the misnomer about New York. If you ever come to New York city and you're standing there kind of confused, five people will come up to you and say, can I help you? So are you, are you having troubles with the subway? So, you know, people are people. Well, because everybody just assumes New York is just New York city. Right. Right, but uh, you know, the, you go ninety miles out of here. I mean, not even ninety miles. You go seven miles out of here, Michael. My son goes to a school in the Bronx, and he plays football. So, you know, there's suburbs, there's rural areas, there's farms, there's all kinds of stuff within seven to seventy miles. How different did you find? You talk about your son playing in the Bronx. How how different did you find the football there versus the game you saw down here? You know, he plays at a bigger classification. But, you know, and I told Coach Goodman, this, they're so well coached, and they have such a dedication to that program. I'd bring them out here to play almost anybody, even though, you know, they're smaller. They really top-quality football. In mean, high school, and I've been blessed to be able to go to a lot of high school games. I went to school and worked in Texas. I used to go see those games, too. Uh, I think the game is the game, and I think coaches will tell you that. But it's a true pleasure to see it played at a high level by people who are enthusiastic about it and who are well coached. And you have the dedication, and have the year-round systems in place. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I there's nothing 
it didn't fall off anything to go watch that game. How different did you find the story that you had in mind to the story that ended up in print? You know, I good question. I had an inkling that I was going to see something special down there, and I wasn't disappointed. And I basically just got lucky that Missinol Valley was in there, and Coach Trowbridge was such a dynamic guy. And he also had the team that sort of epitomized what's going on in Ohio and other places. You know, he had a community that had almost given up on football, some because of the scares of hell, some because they just hadn't been very good for a long time. And people move on to other sports, to other modes of entertainment. So, uh, you know, that was a great discovery for me. And, uh, you know, you do the same thing I do. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was just very lucky down there. And, you know, Coach Goodwin and Dan Keeney, the athletic director, and everybody I talked to down there, I recognize what educators first, and to me, sports teams come out of, excellent sports teams come out of people who are first educators who know how to do, to depart information, to make people want to do it their way and have a standard that they adhere to and that they believe in. And that's, you know, you can say that about Belichick, you can say that about Urban Meyer, you can say that about Nick Saban. Uh, all coaches at all levels, the successful ones, are pretty much the same. I've, uh, I've been lucky enough the last five years, the radio station I work with, to cover Marion Local in the playoffs. And in your right, the thing that I always come back to is there are a lot of coaches you kind of have to to jostle a little bit of, hey, could you maybe get me this or that? Or they definitely have it streamlined, and Tim is is so good with, all right, what do you need? Here you go. It's Monday, whereas most coaches, maybe Thursday are. Uh, we'll see how we can do that. But it's just amazing to me how they've continued to just be so humble about things while they go on like the way they are. Looking for state title number 11 in a couple of days. No, and they were very wide open. And at the same time, I think they respect the fact that you and I are wanting to take up their time in important things. You know, I had practice. I just went and watched some practice. I did all the work we needed to do in his off hours. And since you've been around them far longer than me, they have an awful lot of preparation. And they take it seriously. So I didn't want to impinge on that. Uh, but, you know, winners and nice people pretty much act like who they are 24 hours a day. That's what you find. When you look back uh, at your time here in Northwest Ohio, uh, outside of, the, of what you put in the story, which, by the way, if people haven't read it, I, I've read it, I think, three times already. I absolutely love the the differences of how you were able to look at different things, but how uh, what how do you look back at your time and just kind of one or two things besides the cafe, of course, because everyone here <laughs> everyone here knows all about that uh, that you'll kind of think of down the road. Uh, you know that there's still a deeply embedded community. In that case, it's uh, Catholic German German Catholics, and you know two parent families and. Definitely, everybody's pulling the oar the same way there. Uh, I think it's a pretty place, too. I mean, it's very 
serene and you see the grain elevators, the church steeples, the flatlands, and you get a real sense of you're somewhere, you're in a community, people know. When I lived in Kansas, you, what it reminded me of living in Kansas is when I was driving down those roads and somebody was coming the other way, everybody gave you the one-finger salute, you know, from their steering wheel. Now, up here in New York, a different finger goes right. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I felt very at home there. And I, I think it's a tremendous community. Uh, and that's funny. You said Northwest Ohio because I was trying to figure out if it was Northwest or Southwest. And I just ended up using Western Ohio. Uh, oh, you're half right. When I looked, yeah, when I looked, in the ma- I looked in the map, I couldn't tell which was closer. Well, it, it, it's funny, too, because it's a lot of one of those things where people will say all the time, well, where are you from? Well, how familiar are you with Ohio? Right, right. I, I'm not familiar at all. But I had to look up uh, where the, the county was and figure out how to get there. And I probably screwed it up. I flew into Columbus when I probably could have flew into Vandalia. Well, I'm not going to get on those little plans. <laughs> I, I, I'd rather drive after a big plane man. it's uh, it's the New Yorker and you've gotten too fancy right yeah, I'm, a, I'm just not a great flyer I just don't <laughs> like being in planes What's, uh, what is the next entry in the chapter of these uh, stories uh, I think the next one is about the science of building a better helmet and we sent one of my colleagues out there to Stanford where a former player is working on a safer helmet design. Uh, you know, we've had everything, you know, just for your listeners. Six-man football in Nebraska, uh, Marshall, Texas, where they took away, they quit tackle football for junior high, and after five years, they reinstated it, and it was because the African-American community felt like they needed it to enhance their chances for college and done everything to a homecoming on an army base in Japan and that was an interesting story to going to the Michigan Notre Dame game and asking fans who were there to watch football you know what do they ever think about CTE and brain damage and that was really interesting they shot the portraits and talked to a wide range of people and people had very interesting answers, mostly informed. And, you know, this whole series is what we're trying to get at. It's the fact that nobody doubts it's the most popular game or pastime in America. I mean, look at 28 of the last 30 primetime broadcasts last year were either college or pro football games. But at the same time, we have had this spectacle and this interest in college and NFL football you have basically your supply line start to squeeze a little bit. That kids are not playing as much or in the numbers they once did. And we just wanted to say, see what people were saying about it. You know, there's no right or wrong on this. It's a personal decision. You want your child to play football. And I get that. I mean, he wanted to play. He and his mother allowed him to play. Uh, so that's, that's what we're trying to get at on this. And it's been really eye-opening. It's been interesting. It's been really well read. Uh, I say up here, but really, you know, we have four million subscribers 
from all over the world. And it's only a handful were in the New York metro area. So, uh, you know, we're taking the pulse of America, Michael. That's what we'd like to do. Well, I uh, I commend you. That I absolutely love the article, and I know a lot of people here are talking about it, and they uh, it, it's gotten them even more hype to play for their 11th title on Saturday. Well, I, I need to figure out how I can stream it up here because I really want to watch it. And I understand it's a uh, clash of different styles. They run Lucas runs something of a wing tee or double wing tee, and as someone – that was my team in Kansas. They ran something they called the Barta Bone after the coach, but it was mainly a bone and a wing put together. And, uh, you know, that's fun football to watch. You can chew up a lot of clock and you can bang through. And then you see Marion local could do so many different things. So it's going to be a chess match there. So I'm going to figure out how I can stream it. I have a, uh, I have a link I'll send you on Twitter. Please do. I um, do want to. The OHSAA streams all seven of the state championship games. Excellent. Excellent. People that, want to uh, continue to read this series. They want to follow you. How do they do that? I'm at uh, Twitter. I'm at Joe Drake. Just like my name, J-O-E-D-R-A-P-E. Uh, NYTimes.com. It's there. If you, go, if you go and you read this story, you can click through. They have some embedded stories of the, the previous things. And, uh, you know, click away. I don't know how many freebies we give away anymore, but it'll I think mine was five. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's how you do it. And let's look forward to a big championship weekend. Well, I thank you so much for coming on and uh, talking about your story. And, and thank you from all of us uh, in the area for coming out and spending some time out here. Hey, I had a blast. And I would like to come back. Great, and I will now follow the MAC conference. I don't want to be too uh, partisan toward Marion local. Well, you've, you've got I, Anna on oh, Friday morning. <laughs> yeah, I saw that Anna on Friday. Uh, you know, I know about that conference. You've got five or six teams that can win on any given year. Well, again, I, I thank you so much, and uh, I, I look forward to reading what comes next. All right, thank you, Michael. Have a good one. You too. Back here on Around the Herd with the one and only Marty Bannister, always en route to somewhere, and right now, Northeast Ohio. I bet you just love that drive. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, actually. And uh, I, I appreciate you saying the one and only Marty Bannister because if there's more than one, then we've all got problems. Your poor wife. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> You're talking about not kicking your coverage. Oh, my goodness. Right, and she's, is she happy to have you gone this weekend, or how does that work? I don't think she remembers what I look like right now. Uh, in the last, uh, well, she just got back from Boston from a sales trip for her job. And I, I saw her last night for about 15 minutes and I'm gone and she's home. So I've used the joke now successfully for about eight years that that's how you make a marriage work. You, when one walks in one door, the other walks out the other door. Well, you know, the funny thing is I've always admired guys like Tom Hamilton voice of the Indians. I know Tom and his wife, Wendy, very well. And how you can make that type of marriage work the way that it has over the years, because it takes a special kind of woman to be a baseball announcer's wife, because he's basically gone from February to October. 
and it, it's a special type of person that can handle that. And Wendy, and, and, and the thing about Wendy is she's a broad, she, she has broadcasting in her background. She used to be in radio news, so she kind of understands a little bit of the lifestyle. But nonetheless, that's a it takes a special woman to be to be uh, to, to be married to a baseball announcer uh, or or a broadcaster for that for that matter. And and you know as well because of the amount of time that we're gone. It's true. Uh, again, I, the, although I believe it's somewhat that contributes to me staying married because I'm less likely to say stupid things to her. <laughs> well, that happens all the time in our house. It doesn't I, matter the stupid things I say are on the radio to other people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, my wife, my wife is quick to tell anybody that uh, we encounter that uh, that I know more about nothing than anybody she's ever met. So. Ooh. I yeah we, we I have know. a great, we have a great relationship that way though so. that's actually a good line don't don't I hope my wife doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> she might end up stealing that what happened I'll give you well, a run for your to, money well, yeah yeah well if she wants to hear your voice then she'll listen to it so. <laughs> someone made that joke to her one time uh, about well do you ever talk to him and do you know remember what his voice sounds like she's like yeah I just turn on the radio at night and he's there yeah well exactly. at least she's listening I uh, I tell you I, I tell you a quick story my oldest daughter. When she was in the, I think it was the third grade, they had a career day at her school, and she brought me to the class to speak at career day, and the teacher had all the kids introduce their, their parents, and she introduced the class by saying, this is my dad, Marty. She paused for a moment, she looked at me, and she goes, he goes to games. <laughs> that's how she, <laughs> that's, how, that's, how, that's, that's how she understood what I did and what I do. Well, he goes technically, game. she's correct. Right. I mean, that's a very astute observation. Yeah, for a for nine-year-old, it sure was. You've uh, you've been a little bit of everywhere. You were just in Athens the other night? Ohio and Rio Grande at a non-conference Titanic tilt at the Convocation Center. And I tell you this, Jeff Bowles is doing a remarkable job of that Ohio program. Uh, I mean, this was a team that last year – was basically a dysfunctional group down the stretch. And, and a lot of that is not former coach Saul Phillips' fault by any stretch of the imagination. But I think everyone knew the writing was on the wall with uh, Coach Phillips last season about what was going to happen to him. So pretty much a lot of the guys had mailed it in. And it was not a fun team to watch because they just didn't have the enthusiasm to go and play. 180-degree difference right now with Jeff Bowles. Uh, they have uh, a, a great recruiting class. They've got more recruits coming in, and I would say probably this time next season, if we're talking about Ohio basketball, we're going to talk about a team that's a serious, serious contender to win the MAC. Well, right now, after what Ohio State did in North Carolina last night, I'm not all about any Ohio basketball at all. I was thinking about you when I saw the score of that game this morning. I, my first thought was, I wonder how Hearn is holding up today. I fell asleep in the second half, and it turns out I was better off. I think well, Carolina and, fell asleep at some point, too. Well, you talk about guys that are doing great jobs. Chris Holman, whether you yes. like the Buckeyes or not, uh, a, a remarkable job. And uh, uh, DJ Liddell, uh, a great freshman, played well last night. DJ Carton played well last night from all accounts. Uh, and that's a, a team that uh, much like where Ohio will be next year. Ohio State's kind of there right now. I just told somebody the other day that, you know, I'm not an Ohio State fan by any means, but I really love that Chris Holtman is finally the answer to the question, who's going to be the guy to get the immense amount of talent we have in the state of Ohio at the high school level 
to stay home, buy into, you know, be a Buckeye, stay home, get noticed. And, you know, it's not exactly like we don't have a connection in this area. We have uh, Arns is down there right now and hopefully gets some minutes. But just uh, I love the homegrown talent aspect of that team. Well, and, and to be fair to Thad Mata, he didn't exactly lose every big-name recruit out of the state of Ohio. I know that was kind of a knock on him as the years went on. A lot of the quote-unquote high-caliber guys were going elsewhere. But And, and again, Chris Holtman hasn't won every recruiting battle either. I mean, North Carolina had Jeremiah Francis on the roster last and night. Sterling, and Sterling Manley, Manley who's, hurt, uh, who's hurt. So, uh, And there are some other recruits that have left the state. So the, the positive and the negative, if you will, is this state has a great deal of talent. That's the positive. The negative is this state has a great deal of talent. So you're not going to get everybody. And that sometimes is very hard for fans to understand. You obviously get to do uh, a lot of games closer to home in Columbus when you're actually there. Uh, This weekend, you're kind of (laughs) a Northwest Ohio transplant. You get a sideline of Marion Locals game on a Saturday. And I just just talked to Joe Drape about his article about Marion Local. And uh, it kind of the same takeaway from a lot of people that have been outside of Maria Stein and the like, uh, just how they just continue to chug along and, Tim Goodwin even said, you know, people said this wasn't going to be our team. This wasn't going to be our year. We weren't going to be this team. Uh, they looked pretty good last weekend when I saw them in person. Well, I thought he made a great comment during the coaches' teleconference on Monday leading up to these games. Someone asked him why his kids are so special, why they just continue to just roll along. And even though they lose, what, 18 starters off last year's state championship team, here they are again. And he made the comment that they are allowed to coach their kids a little differently than you would see in a, let's say, a major market like Columbus. They're allowed to really get after their kids and be not abrasive, but be very stern with them and make them work hard. I mean, when you have, what, 100% turnout for 6 a.m. weightlifting in March, you're doing something right. And the kids respect that, and it's the mindset of the kids and this is not a knock on kids anywhere else, but the kids in those districts, like Marion Local, like Anna, like all those schools in the, in the MAC, they have a different mentality about things. They're more open to being coached and criticized and gotten after than kids in other areas. And for some reason, it, that's the, the story there. And Tim Goodwin talked about that. That was a very good comment that he made. It also happens to help that he can walk over at any point and either point to the wall in the gym or point to the trophy case and say, this is kind of what listening to us gets. Oh, well, there's no question about that. Outside of playing time, what's the most important thing to a player? Winning. Winning. <laughs> Hopefully. You want to go someplace? Yeah, you yeah, would hope. Well, it's, but, you get to college, it's what color jerseys and what kind of swag <clears> they're wearing. Well, the, there's probably something to that, too. But I think <laughs> Oregon kids that, yeah, uh, but I think kids understand that uh, and, and that's why you see a lot of these programs when they make these quick turnarounds, a lot of it comes from the fact that they recruited kids from winning programs. They have that mentality. They know how to step right in and win games, and there's a lot to be said for that. And it's uh, kind of <clears throat> another way that you've become, again, kind of a transient in Northwest Ohio is you right now are filling in for Vince Coza on his Afternoons with mm-hmm. Coza show. And uh, how's that kind of transition been with – 
sometimes being up here, sometimes sort of doing it remotely uh, of dealing with, I, I don't want to say different problems, but kind of different views than you might get back in Columbus. Um, it, it's, it, number one, uh, I don't consider myself a talk show host. I, I'm as far from that, I think, as you can be. I, I have opinions on things. I guess my biggest problem is, and you know this from, unfortunately, having to come to know me fairly well over the years, I don't take anything seriously. So it's hard sometimes for me to get really, to try to get upset about something and try to voice a very strong opinion. It's not that I don't have them. I just, I just don't take things out all that seriously. Uh, there's no, there's no point in it. There's no point in getting all worked out of shape because so and so didn't hit a three-two pitch in the bottom of the eighth inning, the center field for a base hit. I, I'm sorry. I just maybe it's because I'm older now. I just, I, I, I just don't have that, that that type of um, mentality about it. I like to talk about sports. I try to keep. I think it it's because you're a Bengals fan. You've given up hope. Well, there's no question about like that. Dante although, Dukes, all of that. Uh, uh, although to quickly remind everybody, they have been to two Super Bowls and have won five AFC North titles. Anyway, we'll move along. <laughs> you you got to throw it out Super Bowl titles. <laughs> there, there you go. But That's I, I, I enjoy doing it. Yeah, exactly. You, you have to keep doing that. But I, I enjoy doing it. It's fun to do. It's fun to, to to talk and to throw out opinions and see what kind of response you get. But from that standpoint, again, it's, as I said, um, I'm not Colin Cowherd, thankfully. I'm not Mike Greenberg. I'm not any of those guys. Uh, I, I just I like to do it. They've been very gracious to me to allow me to, uh, at times, uh, do the show from my palatial uh, man cave. The Bannister and, Estates. Uh, yeah. And I do, I do come up, though, a couple of times a week because, I'm one of those guys, Mike, that I feel they were kind enough to uh, give me the opportunity to do it from home and to help out uh, and to help me out with some things. So I, I, it may sound weird, but I, I kind of pay it back. I go up there at least twice a week just to say hi to everybody, just to be around the building to know that I'm not some interloper whom they're just plugging into a spot and he, and he comes on and talks. Uh, kind of uh, piggyback on something you said, uh, Nate Stidham and I have this conversation all the time about do you think maybe you view – uh, more of a calm uh, version with sports or talking about it because you've been to so many games and you kind of, uh, and especially doing play-by-play, of you see sports differently than maybe the normal person, quote-unquote? Um, that, that's, that's a really good question. And I, I think that's you're, the second you're time right. I've been told that today, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot to that because as a play-by-play announcer, you look at things differently because you're more, you tend to be more un, try to, unbiased because you're looking at both sides of things. And I know a lot of, there's a lot of guys in our business who are, who are, you hear this term used a lot, who are called homers because even though they're working for so-and-so, they're going to talk about one team only or, or, or lean to one team. And I will say this, over the years I was doing Ohio State games, Especially Ohio State women's basketball. There were times where during commercial breaks, I would take my headset off and and just slam it down. I was I was upset with what happened on the floor, but I didn't bring it on the air, so it allowed me to kind of. Oh, so you're the anti Marty Brenneman? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) 
I, you, you, you just can't take it personally. And I think that's where not being that kind of a talk show host, if you will, but that kind of a guy, that's the way I approach the talk shows. I don't take it personally. It, it's not something I'm, when I, when I walk out the door at six o'clock, the show stays. I leave. And the same thing happens for a broadcast. I, I just have that ability to, and a lot of guys are this way. I know Paul Keels is this way. To look at things from both angles and try to do the best you can to bring both angles, even though you're on the Ohio State radio network and Buckeye fans want you to be positive about your team. You also have to call it the way you see it as well, too. I always felt like I'm cheating you if I'm not being honest. Well, there's no doubt about that. And in this era where every game or virtually every game is either televised, streamed, on a camera somewhere, what's that, what's that line? Camera don't lie. <laughs> if, if you're on the air telling somebody something that's completely different than what they're seeing, you're especially these days, you're going to get called on it without a doubt. You've got uh, two pretty big games coming up uh, tonight, actually. You get Massillon, Washington, and Cincinnati LaSalle, and then uh, division or in Division Two Tomorrow night, Elder and Pick Central. Uh, feeling good about big, tight, close matchups, I would imagine? I think the one tomorrow night is going to be really, really interesting. The Pickering Central Elder game. That game could end up just being a, a 48-minute fist fight because of the size both teams have. I mean, if I'm the Bengals, I call an elder and ask if I can borrow that offensive line. I mean, those guys, they've got three Division One recruits up there. One's going to Ohio State. One's going to Louisville. Uh, the tight end, uh, Royer, they work him out in space a lot, and he's just a beast out there. hes They're already saying he could be an NFL tight end. Um, so that game, I think, is going to be a lot of fun tomorrow night. But to circle back to your initial point about Maslin, I, I that game tonight, I, I think, has interesting matchup written all over it. Because of Maslin being, what, 15 minutes from the Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium or whatever it is, it will feel like a home game for them tonight. And against the LaSalle team that left Cincinnati about 8 o'clock this morning, they drove to Columbus, stopped, had a walk through, ate lunch. They're on their way towards Kent. Now they're going to stop again and have a walk through eat lunch or eat their pregame meal, then go to the stadium and play the game. So that aspect of it is very difficult, I think, for LaSalle because of just the, the amount of time they're going to be on the bus, getting on the bus, getting off the bus, walking around, limbering up, then going to play what will be a mammoth high school football game tonight. That's crazy. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't go up the night before. Well, that was something I think a lot of people were surprised at, but uh, – during the regular season, as Pat McLaughlin says, we didn't go overnight during our regular season games. Why any different now? That's true. And I I understand that to a point, but you also, during the regular season, you didn't play. You weren't playing for a state championship on September the 19th. You had next week so, to worry about. Yeah, exactly. Now you don't. So, but, I mean, he obviously knows his team better than anybody and their preparation ability. So, uh, you have to take it for what it's worth, but. Uh, they have a, a tremendous quarterback in Zach Branham, who's totaled almost 3,000 yards in total offense this year. Our four defensive backs are all power five recruits. They're all juniors. And so that matchup against the two talented masculine wideouts, Jalen Bullard and Andrew Wilson-Lamp, Bullard's going to Ohio State. That's going to be fun to watch tonight, to see how those four, uh, the four DBs 
shut down that passing attack. I am uh, I'm excited about this weekend. Uh, people want to follow you, keep up with everything going on this weekend. How do they do that? Oh, they've got better things to do in their lives. They don't have it. to find out anything I'm, I'm doing. Um, <laughs> if, if you're so inclined that you have nothing else going on in your life, on Twitter, I'm at Marty Bannister. And you can also hear the games. Uh, go to the Ohio High School Association website. Click on the links to the OHSA radio network. I work with Greg Fry and Scott Leo tonight and tomorrow. And the usual cast of characters will be involved. You'll hear uh, Todd Bell. You'll hear David Wilson. You'll hear Justin Swick. Uh, Chris Solwecki. Um, so uh, all of us will unfortunately be there uh, calling the games. And uh, just, what a rough as you life. saw during baseball, as you, as you saw during baseball when you were over there for the baseball championships in Akron, uh, there's uh, there's not a there's not a smart individual in that entire group. Well, I'm bringing Denny tomorrow morning, so that'll that'll add two more. <laughs> well, there's always room for one more. Right. Well, I guess we got to figure that one out then on the way up. I uh, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow, and I hope you have a great call tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, these are the type of games as a broadcaster, and, and you know this very well. Uh, you're really amped. When, when I found out my, my game assignments a couple of weeks back, uh, I was hoping it would be something like this tonight, and fortunately it is, and tomorrow night as well, too, when Elder plays Pickering and Central. That, the one and only Marty Bannister, find him on Twitter. I promise you it's worth it. Back with more of the show here in just a few. Eric, what's up with all the new Buicks on the lot? Danny the Dealmaker, those Buicks are the hottest vehicles in the country. Enclaves, Envisions, Encores, people love them because they're stylish, comfortable, well-built, and do everything. And here at Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC, we make sure they're priced right so people can easily afford them. The Enclaves are incredible. Literally like driving down the street in your living room. All the comforts of home right at your fingertips. Danny, the Envision and Encore are smaller versions of that Enclave. Less money, but not less comfort. Our Lee Kinsel Buicks are an amazing good buy. And they lease well, too. You bet. Come see us and drive one today at Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC at 650 West Urban Road in Van Wert. See what we have online at LeeKinsel.com or call us at 866-LEE-KINSEL. And as a sales manager in the pre-owned department, I'll make sure you get the absolute most money for your trade. And as owner, I'll make sure your overall deal is the absolute best possible. Lee Kinsel is your Buick store. Stop by and drive one. You'll love it. Like Chevy says, find new roads. Two of my favorite guys to talk to, and I hope that you get a little bit of uh, the reasoning why and Joe Drape and Marty Bannister, but uh, two fantastic individuals who do just so much for athletics here. Uh, I guess you want to say in the state of Ohio and also what uh, Joe did with Marion Local. And I'm always fascinated to talk to a lot of different people, try to give you as many different perspectives as I can. I know uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, I've got – uh, kind of a different thing. Ryan Rowell is going to come on, and he's going to teach me about disc golf and about uh, everything that is going on in that world. I talked about having Eric McCracken on at some point, trying to make each one of these shows a little different. John Rawlings, who used to be uh, in the uh, Lima media, will come on at some point as well. Jason Geyser and a lot of different guys. I I came up with this idea a couple of days ago. I was in Coldwater. And I was there for girls' basketball game, and Eric Goodwin, the AD of Coldwater, is one of my favorite people anyways. And I thought it might be kind of neat to get a perspective of what goes on in high school athletics from an athletic director standpoint. I would love to hear your input. If you've got ideas on this show, uh, you can tweet me at Michael Hearn at PVP. You can email me, Mike, at MichaelHearn.com. Uh, you can always see what's going on and where I'll be 
and where to avoid, I guess, if you're so inclined at michaelhern.com and uh, just so many big things going on. It's kind of hard. I try to keep the show to around an hour to fit things in. You look at the uh, men's basketball rankings that came out this week, X Simpson in Michigan after just barreling over everyone in a battle for Atlantis last week, jumped 22 spots from unranked to number four in the country. Then they got drilled by number one Louisville in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Why basketball is a funny game. Uh, Michigan State came in at 11th this week with Kyle Arns up there. You've got the Buckeyes at number six and Justin Arns. I talked about both of them a week ago. And the UD Flyers hanging in there at 19, actually back into the pool. And I believe it's the first time in quite some time that that has happened. But uh, congratulations to all those teams being ranked. And I hope that they're all uh, ready to make big runs. Women's basketball, the uh, the run to... Uh, well, the run through Fort Wayne here in the Midwest. I'm excited to be able to go to that uh, series taking place in March at the War Memorial Coliseum. If you haven't gotten your tickets, trust me, you need to. It's going to be an absolutely uh, terrific time. And uh, shout out to Casey Knippen. She's at Urbana University. I saw a pass on Twitter. I called it the uh, Double K Special or the Audeville Special. Just uh I love getting videos of what college kids are doing from the area and seeing uh, the plays that they make. Just try, again, trying to keep up with as much as humanly possible. I would love the input on the show. You can find us on iTunes and on uh, pretty much every major platform throughout the uh, podcasting world. High school state championships this weekend, basketball in a full session and a lot of things to get to the next couple of weeks. Great guests. Thank you so much for listening tonight. And again, Marty Bannister. You can find him on a Twitter and the voice you'll hear in your head all weekend if you're listening to high school football, except for tomorrow morning. Hopefully you're listening to K94 with myself and Denny Cisco at 10 a.m. Other than that, listen to Marty. He's a terrifically talented dude. And thanks to Joe Drape and to Coach Nick Marino, who hopefully next week, we bring back a state championship this time. And uh, thank you so much for listening and paying attention wherever you are and wherever that you may be. Have a great night and an even better tomorrow from Around the Hearn. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.